great rear end For the booty bumps and pounding out again I just blew you in the back of a restaurant It was a toddle house And if you want to party and play Invited all the tops you knew belongs to me and the top attached would say this is my favorite rear end yeah that was a very good one that may be my favorite one so far welcome to season two of fox in the city the next chapter and if you're just catching up to us now if you're just popping in pop it pop it inside me If you're just jumping in, uh, we have some new innovations to Fox in the City. E.g., instead of the theme song that I've been doing since 2005, I'm re-recording the greats. And by the greats, I mean 1980s TV theme songs and putting my own Fox in the City Reagan Fox twist on them. So think like the Golden Girls hosting a bareback PNP party. Although I don't know, I mean, it's not really a Reagan Fox twist considering I haven't had sex in eight years and I've never attended a bareback party, let alone a party and play one. But as my guidance counselor used to say, dress for the job you want, not the job you have. To which I would always reply without missing a beat, oh, is that why you're dressed like a whore? Let's see, doctor, <laughs> doctor lawyer, doctor. Oh. junkie whore. Junkie whore. Wait, I've done that. I was not a fan of Mrs. Powell at Cypher High School, I would go in, I would say, the kids are bullying me. I have anti-gay bullies in this class, and they spit at me, and they call me faggot, a bunch of other horrible, true terms about me. Totally unsympathetic. She was just the Joan Crawford of fucking guidance counselors. If she doesn't like you, she can make it disappear. In her eyes, I was the problem. I was drawing attention to myself for being gay. And if I could just make myself a little less faggy, then maybe I would stop disrupting my peers in class. And by disrupting my peers, finger quote thing, finger quote thing, I mean getting my ass kicked by bullies. I was such a disruption in that sense. It was hard being a gay high school student in Texas in 1990. I was not popular as a freshman. Oh, it's the back brace girl. Hi, back brace girl. Oh, hi, back brace girl. Bullies and assholes are so gleeful about being bullies and assholes. They don't have that mechanism. Like if I'm slightly shitty to somebody, I beat myself up over it for like a week and they just don't have that. It reminds me of this article that I read when Trump was president where the thesis of it was the cruelty of this administration and his supporters, the cruelty is the point. And that's why so much of Trumpism is focused on sticking it to the libs. It's not about policy. It's not a, about anything of substance. It's it's bullying. Bullying. I will never forget going to Linda Powell after my abortion. 
And you know what she did? She slut shamed me. She did. She slut shamed me. And I had to explain to her, I'm like, this isn't Billy's baby because Billy was the captain of the football team and we were dating and everybody knew we were in an item. It's not Billy's baby. I was raped by my uncle. And she grabbed my pigtails and she shook my head and she goes, you little slut. You seduced your uncle? And I said, ow, I didn't seduce him. He raped me. And then she took a big drag off her cigar because you could smoke cigars in high schools back then. And she goes, same difference. And then she started throwing books all over the place and ceramics breaking against the wall. Then she left the room and she turned around before she left the school and she goes, now clean this mess up. We live in a culture that really shits on victims. Like I think about the Derek Chauvin trial and how George Floyd was blamed basically for his own death and how it was just as much George Floyd on trial for his own murder as it was the guy who actually killed George Floyd. I'm just glad that Linda Powell was not on the jury with her big fucking um, shoulder pads and her high-waisted denim skirts, blue sparkly eyeshadow. But really, she wasn't alone. I mean, most of the administration at Cypher High School was not great. I remember we put on Into the Woods my junior year, and I played Jack. They're big, tall, terrible, awesome, scary, wonderful giants. And Jody Smith, the school principal, came. And she had this, like, short, black Alexis Carrington Colby Dexter hair. She drew on a mole on her cheek with eyeliner. Jody Smith, Jody Smith. And I went up to her and hugged her for coming. And she pulled away and she winced. She winced. Now, keep in mind that in the 1990s, in public schools in Texas, you could not mention the term gay unless it was in relation to HIV and AIDS. So you couldn't learn that any historical figures were gay. You couldn't learn that gay people contributed anything good to society. It was only AIDS. I have AIDS. You have what? AIDS, Jay. Billions of them. That was the law in Texas at the time, and I guess in other states that they have no promo homo laws, they call them, and don't say gay laws. I wonder if Linda Powell my guidance counselor from high school, if there's any relation between her and Sidney Powell, the Trump lawyer. They kind of look alike, too. You know who else could be, like, a th- the third sister? It could be Carol Baskin from Tiger King because she looks like both of those pals. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. It's me, Carol Baskin, at Animal Cat Rescue. Wow. Did you see that Tiger Man 2 or whatever it's called? Tiger King. Tiger King 2 is coming out season two. And evidently, Joe Exotic has cancer. Cancer? That's hilarious. But it's not. It's sad. It's almost like a parable, right? Because he clearly was so driven by fame and just being the center of attention and would would do whatever wild thing that he needed to do in order to get attention. And so it's like a be careful what you wish for situation because he does all these awful things which warrant him getting a Netflix special, which people are glued to, like flies on shit, and he's in prison, so he can't enjoy the fruits of any of his fame. And then, boom, he gets prostate cancer. I don't know about the appeal of a 
Tiger King 2 because the two most interesting characters are Joe Exotic and Carol Baskin and he's behind bars so everything that we probably won't even see him we'll just probably hear him serial style from the prison phone you have a collect call from an inmate at and then Carol Baskin isn't participating because she doesn't like all of the negative attention that it brought to her killing her husband. Allegedly. She didn't do herself any favors on that show. I mean, she's like, yeah, I mean, if you really wanted to get rid of a body, you would just dump it in these exotic oils that have pheromones that only tigers are uh, able to pick up. And it's like catnip to them they just go crazy they'll eat it bones and all the bones will be down to nothing (laughs) i mean so if i wanted to kill somebody i could absolutely do it but i absolutely did not kill my husband who i was having problems with i'm dealing with this the same way i dealt with my own alcoholism and drug addiction with lies and delusion after these messages we'll be right back I'm a busy white mother in the state of Texas, and when I have an unwanted pregnancy, I just don't have time to cross state lines to get an abortion. And that's why I subscribe to White Pass, brought to you by the brainchild of MoviePass. At White Pass, white affluent women need only pay $10 a month, and when an unwanted pregnancy comes along, a private personalized doctor will come to your home to extract the fetus, because we all no, it's only a baby if it's in a poor woman's body. You guys, I don't want to brag. Okay, we're back from commercial break. I don't want to brag, but this is a pretty good episode. I don't want to brag, but I know. I was reading Yahoo News the other day. What are the top five stories that I need to know this right now? This is a now. freaky dicky story <laughs> from the headlines. Crazy. 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 motherfuckers. Rob DeSantis has signed more legislation limiting vaccine mandates in Florida. This reminds me of the movie Buffy the Vampire Slayer, where they're pitching potential prom dance themes. And somebody's like, what about the environment? What about like the ozone layer? And Buffy goes, oh, yeah, the ozone layer. (laughs) We got to get rid of that. But the difference between that movie in the 1980s is the audience laughed at Buffy like, oh, God, she's such an idiot. Even in the state of Texas, we were all like, she thinks we have to get rid of the ozone layer, which protects us. And now fast forward to 2021 and people, including Christy Swanson, the person who played Buffy in the movie, are looking at Rob DeSantis going, oh, yeah, fegging mask mandates, vaccine mandates. We got to get rid of that. Don't you use condoms? Look, Doc, I go all natural. That's why my prices are so high. In pharmaceutical news, CVS is closing 900 stores in the United States. Oh, no, where will I go to spend $50 on four tabs of Benadryl? I've never understood the pricing model at CVS and Rite Aid. It seems like everything is marked up so high. I want to get high. Yeah, there are a lot of markups, but look at this really long receipt that you get it's a really long receipt so it all kind of balances out at the end it's kind of like if you get like an american express gold card and you have to spend 500 dollars annually but you get it all back in the end through rewards points right 
Same thing. Look at this extra long fucking receipt that I have. It reminds me of the uh, episode of Strangers with Candy where she wants the shoes, the flares, that has the obnoxiously long lace. I'm just really curious to know what happened in the boardroom when they made the decision. Like, you know, like our thing, our thing is going to be like a really, really long receipt. Like, really long. And people are scratching their heads. Like, anybody with a brain in the room is like, I, what? No, you, you, I don't think you're understanding what I'm saying. It's going to be, like, a ridiculously long receipt. Like, think about the longest receipt that you've ever received, but multiply it by 10, and that's just if you go in and you get, like, gum, okay? Their receipts are longer than my doctoral dissertation. I'm like, I don't need this long, crazy receipt, okay? I just came in here to get my uterus scraped. Oh, I gotta leave early today. <laughs> I'm having my uterus scraped. Oh, I, uh, I brought a note. I know, I read the note. We all read the note. <laughs> we all read the note. We all read it. Oh, some of you may have heard this news story about how there was a bottle found in Pennsylvania that was marked as smallpox. Like actual frozen vials found in a Pennsylvania lab and there were stickers that said smallpox on them and they tested it, it turns out it wasn't smallpox. It was the hoppers! Oh my god. I just need to do some hoppers at the very beginning because it loosens me up. Okay, now stick it in, stick it in now, stick it in now. It's amazing what poppers can do. You know how they say that a mother would be able to have the strength of an ape and, and, and lift up an entire Hummer V in order to save her baby? When you are doing anal, for those of you who, who have not done it before, it hurts when it's first going in, and then it then it starts to feel really good. But poppers give you kind of like the the um, the high, the adrenaline rush of a mother trying to save her child, but localized in the anus. So without poppers, you might be like, there is no way that this is going to happen. And then you snort the poppers and you're like, I can fucking lift up an entire military tank right now with my anus. Not like I would know lately, because like I said, it's been eight years since I've had sex. So on the poppers smallpox spectrum, I'm probably a lot closer to smallpox. Yay! I'm just curious to know what's going through somebody's brain when they are marking a frozen vial as smallpox. Is it like, I am so tired of Tabitha getting into my poppers and using it when she wants to have sex with her husband. These are my poppers. Maybe if I put smallpox on it, I'm gonna just type smallpox. There, she won't touch it now. And then two weeks later, it is an international scandal news story on NBC News. Then you have to get interviewed. You have to be like, no, 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 no. Sorry, this is all one big blooper. Though That wasn't smallpox. I'm the one who wrote the label. Tabitha's always getting into my sex drugs. And I just wanted to keep these poppers for myself. They're the really good kind. They're the purple label. I can make drugs. Oh, yeah, I can make something. I can whip something up that will make you trip your tight little tits off. It's called Street Names Glint, also known as Satan's Hair Lip. You just rub it on your lips. Whoa, go easy there, Poppy. Wow, I've never seen anybody do that much glint before. It makes my lips numb. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
It'll numb it. I used to apply it liberally when I did a donkey show in Tijuana. It would be great if I could just be friends with Amy Sedaris. If she had any idea how my podcast for the last 17 years has been such a, a not a memorial, but a, I guess a kind of like a memorial to Strangers with Candy, that which is not with us anymore, but we must memorialize. Oh, this story is wild. So on, on Sesame Street... They want to, or they are introducing the first Asian Sesame Street character. And the cultural right are collectively losing their mind. They're like, why does there have to be, we need to take away the public funding from Sesame Street because there's an Asian character. And of course, the reason, one of the reasons why they are introducing this character is because of the rise in anti-Asian hate crimes. But that shouldn't even be the reason. They should have an Asian character to begin with. Because that's a reflection of the culture that we live in today. And plus, it's a fucking Muppet. What an odd thing to get worked up over. Oh yeah, inclusivity. We gotta get rid of that. The ozone layer. We gotta get rid of that. I guess they think that this is just part of woke culture run amok like that school administrator in texas who was like when you're teaching the holocaust you have to teach both sides and she's recorded saying it and one of the teachers is like there aren't both sides of the holocaust there were nazis so you want us to hold on let me get this straight you want us to balance out the way we talk about the horrific implications of the Holocaust with all the good it did as well. What the fuck? What world are we living in? I would love to see this administrator in the classroom and see her her technique at combating uh, woke culture through presenting both sides of the Holocaust. What does that look like? Well, class, six million Jews and 11 million total people allegedly died during the Holocaust, dot, 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 assuming the Holocaust actually happened. Your daddy is dead. (laughs) Maybe I am in denial, unless, of course, he's alive. As a Jew, I am so offended by this. You can't undo history. You can't unfry things. You can't be something you're not. In political news, all of the QAnon crazy Congress people like Marjorie Taylor Greene and Brian Austin Greene and Matt Gates and Madison Cawthorn. Is that how you say his name? I can't remember. The guy in the wheelchair who's sexy, but a lunatic. Oh, please don't get me in trouble for saying he's sexy. I'm sorry. Every time a picture comes up, I'm like, ooh, who's that guy? And then I'm like, oh, he's the guy with the crazies. Well, they're all tripping over themselves to offer Kyle Rittenhouse, who was just acquitted of all of his charges. They want him to be a paid intern. They're like crazy fans knocking on his door. Kyle! Oh, Kyle, Kyle, it's Matt Kyle, Gates. are you there? It's me, it's Marjorie Taylor Greene. It's Matt Gates. I can get you Please all the girls, all the underage work girls me, you Kyle. want. I'll show you my titties. Don't and listen I a, to her. I, I went on a tour head. with her. She's Come a lunatic. Please, I can get you underage women. He's probably very confused about what he should do with all of these white supremacists 
supremacists knocking down his door. And confusion can be hard, as Vicki Gumbelson from The Real Housewives of Orange County once said. These ladies are trying to put confusion in my mind, and Satan loves confusion. <laughs> That's a good clip. It's a new clip that I made this weekend. Satan loves confusion. Why in the world would you want Kyle Rittenhouse as a White House intern? Shouldn't White House interns normally be smart people who did really well in school? Kyle Rittenhouse. Let's see. Let me look at your resume. I'm going to take it out of my drawer here. Okay, let's see. It seems like your mother drove you to... A Black Lives Matter protest. You went with an AR-15 style gun. And you killed a couple of people. You know what? You're hired. Crossing state lines to murder people. Lack of impulse control. Crocodile tears when on the stand. You speak our language, Kyle. It would be an honor to have you. Then Marjorie Taylor Greene spreads her legs. And I do mean... Have you? Gee, I, uh, I'm fresh out of cash. I wonder how I'll pay you for this. In entertainment news, Rebel Wilson, who is as thin as a twig now. She looks like me when I was on Big Brother. She is just teeny tiny. And she says, uh, the 41-year-old said to People Magazine, I love NFL players. I love NFL players because she's Australian. I love them too. I love them too because I'm a bottom. I get very frustrated whenever I see, so you know like if you go to Yahoo News and they have like a picture next to every article and it'll be like Aaron Rodgers or some other, I mean he's not the best looking guy, but they'll have some other like picture of an NFL player and I'm always like, ooh, is that guy hot? And I click on the link and it you don't get to see the picture. I feel like for every story about an NFL player, they should show a shirtless picture of the NFL player at practice or running or jogging down the street or on a beach or something. Because that's, every time I click on a story, that's what I end up doing next. I have to, you know, Aaron Rodgers shirtless. That's what I Google. Oh, they have shortcuts on the Mac operating system now. That would be a great shortcut. I've been doing something similar on Instagram. I don't know why this only dawned on me about a month ago, but I follow all of these bodybuilders on Instagram. And so I just was like, you know what? I'm going to type in this person's name and then nude and Google it. And with about 60% of them, I get to see their penis. It's great. After these messages, we'll be right back. You may remember me from my hit Oscar role in Cabaret. Life is a cabaret. And I'm here now as a new spokesperson for Allstate Car Insurance. Here at Allstate, even if you drive on pills, on booze, or a combination of the two, you will find that they have really fantastic representatives who will help you in case you crash into a tree or run your car into a swimming pool or a lake. I just absolutely love these kids. So again, it's Mates Liza. Call your Allstate agent. Give them hashtag L-I-Z-A. That's Liza with a Z. Oh, hold on. I'm getting a little... Oh, this isn't for Allstate. It's for Depends Undergarments. 
Okay, I'm gonna need a second. I'm gonna go to the bathroom and then we'll come back and we'll take two. In fact, when I'm in my defense undergarments, I can take two inside my undergarment. Number two. <laughs> I love these commercials I'm doing. They're fun. We have fun on Fox in the City. We do. Now, this is the week of Thanksgiving. I am going back to Houston for the first time in 10 years. My mom was going to come to L.A., but at the last minute, she said she didn't want to. And then my stepfather was like, we'll get him a first-class ticket if he comes. If he comes. I'm coming. I gave it some thought. I get stressed out about every single aspect of travel, especially during the pandemic. It'll be my first time on a flight since the pandemic. I think about, okay, what time do I have to leave in order to get to LAX? And it's going to be a nightmare on the week of Thanksgiving. And then when I get there, what am I going to eat? Am I going to have one of those awful airport hot dogs? Hey, give me a Diablo dog. Drag it to the salt and don't be stingy with the bacon bits. Today. <laughs> That's the best part. Today. But the way that I've rationalized it is I'm in a much better place today than I was 10 years ago. 10 years ago, I had not been diagnosed with OCD. I had not been going to therapy or done cognitive behavioral therapy. I wasn't medicated yet. And so I'm going to go armed with Ativan and Benadryl to make it easier to sleep at night. I'm only going to drink one night out of the five days that I'm there. That part is key because when I drink, I get really bad anxiety and it, it just augments all of my anxiety. I think I'm having so much fun and then I get back to my mom's place and I turn into Joan Crawford. Hauling me over to Maya's table like some picked up floozy. Or one of those starlets. How to give the big shots a nice night in town. Is that what you think of me? My mom, she was like, well, should we have everybody over for Thanksgiving dinner at my place? And I said, absolutely not, because you think it's a good idea, and then you get super stressed out and turn into a monster, so we're not doing that. We'll just go to a restaurant. This is one of the nice things about aging. You can anticipate things that drive people over the edge, and in, in that anticipation, you can swerve out of the way. You can navigate around it. I'm gonna see my stepmother, Joyce, for the first time in 16 years. We have been, what's that word, estranged, and we just recently reconciled, so I'm very excited to see Joyce from Long Island. Although she did already kind of insult me on the telephone because I said, hey, I'm gonna be in town. I would love to pick you up and take you out to lunch, and she said something like, Oh, well, um, I yeah, there's a Whataburger down the street. I'm like, do you really think so little of me that I'm going to pick you up and take you to Whataburger? It's those little digs, right? It's, it's death by a thousand cuts anytime you go home. Anytime you go home for the holidays, it's just little shit like that that builds up. And so you can't answer in kind. You can't be like, no, I was thinking we would go someplace much fancier, like the snack bar at the bowling alley at the Copperfield Bowling Alley. Would that be good? What I need to do is I need to go to a voodoo place. I need to make little voodoo dolls of every person who might trigger me when I'm in Houston, and I need to do some white magic on all of them. I bind you, Nancy, from doing harm. Harm against other people and harm against yourself. Wait. I bind you, Nancy, from doing harm. Harm against other people and harm against yourself. Wait. No, no, no. I bind you, Joyce. Harm against other yes. people and harm against yourself. And what gets me about that Whataburger comment is it's what I always tell people. Like, one of the reasons why I hate going back to Houston or seeing 
some of my siblings is because it's like no time has gone by. In fact, I've hopped in a time machine and time has gone in reverse. I'm this 14-year-old fuck-up kid because some people in my family, it's a lot easier for them to feel better about themselves if they trap me at that point in time in my own life. And I'm like, sorry, like I'm a 45-year-old lady now. It's infantilizing, that's what it is. Oh, you want to take me out to lunch? Oh, to Whataburger? Okay. And I know I'm not alone in this. I know so many of you listening are going to have to deal with similar stuff. And what I'm going to do is I'm just going to breathe through it. I'm going to breathe and I'm going to smile. I'm going to let it all be water off a duck's back. I'm going to turn on my Apple Watch should I choose to bring it and I'm going to do the breathe thing, you know, where it always pops up and says, you should breathe for a minute. And I say, don't I always breathe? And then I have to remind myself that when I get anxiety, there are times where I just stop breathing. My tennis coach was always like, Reagan, you're not breathing. You're not breathing. And I'm like, oh gosh, I am. I I forgot to breathe. I forgot to breathe. I'm like running, but I'm not breathing. I'm going to go see my father's grave on one day. Although the day that I planned initially to go to it, it's supposed to rain. And I don't want to do that because I want to have the full on Madonna truth or dare Madonna at her mother's grave where I'm laying on top of it. I'm going to bust out my iPhone and play Oh Father. You can't hurt me now. I got away from you. I never thought I would. But don't get things twisted. My father was not abusive. He was a lovely man, and I miss him so much. Every single day, I miss him. I pray to him. He's one of my angels. I, uh, I'm i more having the Madonna moment just because I connected with that moment in the movie. And I thought, one day, I'll be at my father's grave wearing all black and kissing his, his headstone. I miss you, Daddy. I have one day where I'm going to lunch with three of my best gal friends from high school. They all have a million kids. Some of them are very little, teeny tiny kids, little munchkins, little nuggets. Some of them are much older and have already graduated college. Most of all, I'm just very excited to hang out with my mother and my stepfather. I've not seen them in two years. My stepfather, Dwayne, is not a man of many words. But he has been in my life. They've been married for 40 years. He's been in my life as long as I can remember. I mean, I have pictures of us when I'm a toddler. And and I I just, I, I love my stepfather. And he's turning 90 this year. So I don't know how, how realistic it is that he can get on airplanes and travel especially during the pandemic and that means I guess I need to go back to Houston more often and so that's what I'm doing and it's scary to me because I remember when my mom was saying to me about her own mother you know I don't think that granny can really travel around anymore and this may be our last trip to go to incidentally my grandmother died a a year ago January 1st from COVID. So it's a little weird that now I'm at a point where I'm looking at my parents and saying, I don't know if they can really travel the way that they used to. Time goes by in the blink of an eye, kids. So yes, I feel anxiety about my trip, but I know that I'm doing the right thing. And I am actually looking forward to going because I have some unfinished business there. Seeing Joyce, taking her out to lunch, I think that cements our reconciliation. This is my opportunity to set a new vibe for what Houston can possibly be 
Should I more regularly travel back there? So it's it's an important trip. I hope you have the happiest of holidays. Make sure you subscribe to my show, Fox in the City, the next chapter, if you don't already. Let's see, I had to find a good clip for us to end on. I wish that I could play for you the 15-minute version of All Too Well, the Taylor Swift song, which, by the way debuted number one on the billboard charts but i don't want to get flagged jane yeah i'm not comfortable filming this i understand you have to make it interesting but just not that kind of interesting not what our show is you know our show is about a woman's journey you know about her heartfelt journey back to herself have that sound that's what i'm gonna tell mary murphy from tv guide when i have lunch with her sounds good good yeah isn't it good description of the show yeah i think so um yeah. Let's. Why don't we just rewind then and take back over it? It's the master. I can't rewind it. Okay. So what can we do then? You know, because I don't want to see that. <laughs> so Jane, what can we do? We can um, mark the time code and uh, flag it. Flag it. Good. Oh yeah. Let's do that then. All right. So, all right. Everyone, just consider this whole scene flagged. All right. Good. All right. Well, I'm glad we cleared all this up. Good. Yeah. Because, you know, this show, it's not about, you know, ladies loving ladies. It's about, you know, this lady loving this lady. You know? So, good.